This is the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Eric Smith. On today's episode, we are joined by Ames High Junior Jason Vernon. We're going to have an amazing conversation about his love of bees, beekeeping, hives, and harvesting honey. Jason Vernon, thanks for being on this episode of the Amazing Education Podcast. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to talk about this. We are going to talk about bees. Yes. The entire episode. Good. <laughs> and, you know, I told you this before we started recording. I, you know, sometimes I, I develop guiding questions and... I wasn't quite sure where to go with this, so I have a feeling, though, just talking with you before you know we hit record, we're going to fill up this time really quickly. Good. So you are involved in the Ames High Bee Club along with the Central Iowa Bee Association. Tell me how you got into bees. Okay, so about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, the bee club was getting their beehives for the first time. So my best friend Ellie was involved in the bee club and she made me come and help with the beehives and I fell in love immediately with bees because it's so magical like just being at a beehive and hearing the 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 buzzing yeah. and them swarming around you it's just such a great experience I'm like I never want this feeling to end so then I just kept coming back to the hives and getting more and more involved and then in December, an opportunity came up to apply to be the Central Iowa Beekeepers Association Honey Ambassador. Okay. And with this position, you go around to different like community events. And like this morning, I went to a preschool in Huxley. Oh, yeah. And just share your love of bees and honey and talk about beekeeping and different opportunities and things. And also work at the state fair in the summer. Okay. At the honey booth. All right. And so I knew I had to get involved because I love to talk about bees and I want everybody to love bees just as much as I do. So let's talk about what the bee club at Ames High is doing. Now, you're going to have to help me with terminology as we go through this, but I know that um, just not far from Ames High, you have have bees. And so what are we doing with these? So just like a block away from the high school, we have three beehives. And with these hives, we're collecting honey. We're learning how to be beekeepers. Um, Overall, it's a really great experience because we're really kind of doing it all on our own. We have a mentor from SEBA, which is the Central Iowa Beekeepers Association who's really been helping us, but a lot of it we're doing on our own. We're um, like doing different things in the hives. We're like, which is like, uh, just last week we were, we were rearranging the boxes because the queen lay, lays eggs yeah. from the top, from the bottom to the top. So she already made it to the top, so we had to put her back at the bottom and like, because well, bees never move down. Bees only move upwards. What do you mean you had to put her back in the bottom? Okay, what, is right. that, what does that mean? <laughs> so we have three or four different boxes yeah. of bees in each hive. Yep. And we stack them on top of each other. Okay. And so 
uh, like every spring or whenever, you move the top box to the bottom because the top box doesn't get us full of like honey and sure. brood and things. Yep. And we also were selling our brood, which is the larva eggs, the drones that the queen lays that we don't need Wait. because we have too many bees in the hive. So it's many, a little complicated. No, I get it. How many bees are we talking about here? Like in the, so you said there's like four boxes? Yeah. So how many bees are we talking about? Um, in a smaller hive, you have like 10,000, but the biggest is like 60,000. So our hives probably have around 30 or 40,000. Wow. Yeah. So it's what a do, lot of bees. So what do people get like get wrong about bees. So I'll, I'll take, you know, as a, as a homeowner, I, if 30,000 bees <laughs> like in my backyard does not seem like a pleasant experience. So what am I getting wrong about this? I know, I know. Right. It's, I think it's a very pleasant experience because <laughs> it's not only is it magical with the sound, but yeah. also- Is it loud? It is loud. Okay. You go like five feet away from the hives, you can, hear the buzz especially on a like a nice day outside if you go into the backyard there's hundreds of bees just flying around you can't stand out there too long without having a bee like crawl up your pants but it's okay because as long as you're not hurting the bees they won't hurt you okay because stinging is the last resort yeah um and also the more bees you have the more um like flowers you'll have in your yard. Okay. Because they do obviously pollinate yeah. the flowers and the people that backyard yeah. we keep the bees in, they've had bees in the past, but for a while they didn't have any. And as soon as we came back, they said they uh, like automatically noticed a huge difference with their plants because it's just so much more, so much more pollination means so much more um, like natural flowers yeah, and things. Yeah. So I have um, a cousin, and I told you about this, he lives down in Winterset, and so they grow pumpkins, right. and each year they bring in tons of bees. I don't know how many bees, um, but oh, they bring oh, I in- I guarantee you it's like hundreds, thousands. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but you had a story also that um, they were sending bees to California, so from Iowa, yeah. sending them to California. Yes, yeah, so there's a, um, like a beekeeping farm, essentially, in Iowa about like, um, probably like half an hour away from Ames that has like tons and tons of beehives. Yeah. And every year during the winter, they put them all in a truck and send them to the almond farms in California. Because in Iowa, the bees during the winter, they can't go out and get pollen because there's yeah, no pollen, no pollen. In, in the winter. <laughs> right. And they'll freeze. So in California, you don't have that problem. So the bees can be active all year. In, uh, in California and like help pollinate the almond farms. Yeah. But but in Iowa, so like now we're in May, like right. we're in season for bees. Like yes. they're working yeah. hard. This is prime time for beekeeping because you have so many flowers. Yeah. Um, bees' first food actually is the dandelions. So the number one way to help bees is to keep your dandelions alive and don't spray them or cut them too fast. Well, I, I, I do have dandelions Good. in my yard. Good, you're saving the bees. <laughs> I, 
that is going to be my go-to for now on because I've actually, you know, actively considered. I was like, all right, I should probably get rid of these. And now I'm hearing I shouldn't get no. rid of them. No, it's the first food in the winter because what are the first flowers you yeah. see in the spring? Yeah. Dandelions. Well, our kids do think that they're flowers, although everyone else thinks they're weeds. But they're they're full of pollen. So okay. it's great, great for the bees. All right. Because so, the bees need pollen to stay alive. So how does... So with beekeeping, well, like what's happening? So the snow's melting. Right. You, we're getting rid of the ice. Now we're in May. Flowers are starting to bloom. So, what are the bees doing? And then what are they doing like through season? Because I'm, you know, you said right. in the winter they just essentially hibernate. Right. So in the winter they just cluster together. Okay. And like, kind of buzz around and flap their wings yeah. to keep warm. You know, like you rub your hands together. Yeah. That's basically what the bees are doing okay. in the hive. But now they can go out, get pollen, get nectar, come back to the hive, feed the eggs, feed the larva. Mm -hmm. The queen is laying eggs, like thousands of eggs a day. This is crazy. Yeah. And also, in the winter, they get rid of all the drones because they don't need them because the drone's main job is to go out of the hive. Okay. And in the winter, you're staying in the hive. So they get rid of all the drones. So right now, they have to be making more drones. So the queen's the only one that's laying eggs. Yeah. She's laying drones to have to go out, obviously, and get the pollen. Yeah. But inside the hive, they're uh, making honey, feeding each other, and staying alive. So is there, um, is there a lot of, like, as a beekeeper, as they're working right now in May and through the summer, and, and then eventually we get into the fall, is there really a lot of maintenance involved? Beekeeping is a relatively hands-off hobby. Okay. Or some people make it their job. Yeah. Um, for the bee club, uh, yeah, there's. we don't do a lot of things that like a professional beekeeper would do because we don't, I mean, it's not our full-time occupation. <laughs> correct, correct, yes. Um, as for maintenance, we're... Like I talked about, like rearranging the hives, just yeah. making sure everything is going good in the hives and also making a little bit of a profit by selling our extra brood, which is like the eggs. What do you do with that? Um, we, we're selling it to a local beekeeper. Okay. Buying it from us and then starting his own. Oh. Well, he has plenty of hives, but he's yeah. taking them to his own hives and the arboretum and different things. What is it, like a starter hive, essentially? Um, it's more to, so a starter hive actually comes in the mail. <laughs> it's like a few pounds of bees. Okay. In a little box. What do you mean in the mail? In the mail? Are they, uh, are well, they you alive? Well, you can, yeah. Okay. You can go pick it up or you can have it delivered to yeah. you. It's, you can get like five pounds of bees in a box with like Four walls and then chicken wire, essentially. Okay. Like, very small holes, obviously, yeah. so the bees don't escape. And a queen. You need a queen to start your hive. Okay. And so what we're selling is the brood, which doesn't have the queen in it. It's just, like, eggs and larvae yeah. to help with smaller hives, essentially. Okay. All right. So you're selling some of that off. And then where does, like, the honey come into play? And, right. And, and how does that work? So bees are always making honey. Yeah. But we don't harvest it until August because it's also their food. So if we take it all during 
these earlier spring months when they're still trying to get back on their feet from yeah. winter. Or if we take it too late in the fall, then they have nothing to eat over the winter. Yeah. So August, early September is like the perfect time to harvest it because then they have enough time to make it for the winter and um, they, they don't need, because after all of summer making honey, yeah. they don't need all the honey they've made. Right. So I've been to, um, it was a honey store. Yes. And I'll tell you this, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I mean, we were, we went there, we wanted to buy some honey, and then we just got a complete education yeah. from the person working there. That's and so cool. It was an amazing experience. It really was. Okay. And it was up in Minnesota. And I would go there every time we would be in that region, just not only to buy the honey, but like they do, you know, the whole sample. Mm-hmm. And we were getting educated about how, you know, this honey was from this region because right. that region has different plants. You know a lot about honey. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, so, like, every region, like you said, yeah. has different tasting honey. Like, Hawaii's is very, very sweet. Okay. Because they have so many... Of course it is. ...tropical <laughs> plants full of nectar. Yeah. Like, very sweet nectar. Iowa's is more of, a, like, a mild, like, rounder taste yep. of honey. Personally, my favorite is from Iowa. Okay. I don't know if that's just because I'm most used to it or but just because it's the, it's like the chillest yeah. honey, I think. I mean, and they had other honey, and maybe they did something, you know, through the process yes. of harvesting this about how some of it was, like, really smooth. Okay. And some of it was, I don't want to use the word chunky, but it was kind right. of grittier. Okay, that could be, like, how much they've like purified it or like oh yeah they boil out the like wax and other things yeah or it could be um based on like the different plants that the bees have been eating yeah so a lot of bee farms will plant like specific flowers near their different beehives yeah. to get like a different taste in yeah. honey it's very interesting so when you're harvesting this honey like, are you suiting up? Like, what's this process right. look like? Right. So, to harvest the honey, you take the frame. Mm-hmm. That's so it, it will be capped essentially. Okay. So, in, so that's when you know they're done with it. Is it'll be capped honeycomb. So you won't see individual like hexagons. You'll just, it'll just be like flat. And then you take a hot knife, scrape it along the side of the honey have it in a bucket yep. and then go from there. Suiting up, um, I mean, you're at a beehive. Yeah. So yeah, you're suiting up. Have you, like, I don't, do you get stung? Like it, like if you're just like, you know, there, not really, not right. doing harvesting the honey, but like you're there. I, I understand like they only attack, that's a last resort. Last but there's resort. also like, 30,000 bees. I have been stung only twice. Okay. Um, but it was always my fault. Yeah. Right? So um, the first time I was stung, I wasn't wearing the bee suit. Right. And you can go to a beehive without wearing your bee suit as long as you, like, tuck your pants into your shoes, tuck yeah. in your shirt, have long sleeves. Yeah. That kind of thing. Well, I forgot to tuck in my shirt. <laughs> so the bee crawled up my shirt and yeah. I put my arm down and it stung me in the stomach. Okay. And that hurt. Yeah. 
And then the second time I was stung, um, I was in my proper suit the whole time working in the hive. Um, and then we were leaving. I took my suit off. I picked up a box and there was a bee on it. Oh, okay. And right where I picked it up, it stung me in the finger yeah. because I didn't see the bee when I put my hand down. Yeah. Um, but I felt, I, why did I feel bad when a bee stung me? I'm like, oh, I killed a bee. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. So with the, with the harvesting of the honey, so, you know, you're suited up, you're mm-hmm. scraping it. You said that that particular tray was done. Did, did the bees just move up to the, to the next tray and they're yeah. working on that? Cause essentially like they're, they're continuing to make honey. Right. They're always making honey. They're always filling the honeycomb yeah. and capping it off and then moving on, filling more. And that's their job. That's the bees. They're always working. They're always doing something in the hive. That is so cool. It is. And so then what do you take with the, uh, what What do you do with the honey? Is that for the bee club then? So yeah, we do a honey fundraiser. Okay. I think this year we're going to the farmer's market. Nice. And selling the honey this summer. That'll be fun. Um, we also, in the past, before we had bees, different like local bee farms would like donate their honey to us so then we could sell that and raise money that way. Yeah. Um, but now we have our own hives and we have our own honey. So I think last August we got like a few pounds of honey. That's a, it feels like a lot. Is that a lot? It's quite a lot. Yeah. But it's on the low end. Sure. Because we left a lot of it because our, our hives are relatively young. Yeah. So we left a lot of it so that they would stay strong over the winter because obviously that's yeah. their food too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of honey. So you had an interesting experience. So this was as, you know, honey ambassador of the Central Iowa Bee Association. You were actually on live with Kelly and Ryan to talk about bees. Right. So tell me, how did this, how did this happen? Um, it was kind of crazy. Basically, we were joking around. It's always been on my bucket list. The top of my bucket list is be on live with Kelly and Ryan. Like, once in my life. I did not know what would happen this fast. Like, I've always watched their show. And, yeah. Um, and so we were joking around one day with my family, and my mom found a way to sign us up to, like, basically apply to be on the show. Because okay. they need families to interview, especially right now. They're doing a lot of virtual yep. things. Um, so we applied in, like, December um, right after I had gotten the Central Iowa Beekeepers Association yep. um, ambassador role, we applied. We said, we love your show. We've really enjoyed watching it, especially during quarantine. You've helped us a lot. Um, here's what we all do. Jason's really involved with beekeeping. Yep. I guess they saw that and got super excited. And then they called us like, so this was February 2nd was when we actually went on. I think they probably called us the Saturday before. Okay. So there's like four days we had before we were on the show. Yeah. It was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> they called us that morning. I woke up. My mom said, um, someone, called, someone called and was asking to talk to you. I'm like, who? She's like, oh, a producer from Kelly and Ryan. I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to. I, I Nope. Because that's terrifying. Sure. But you have to do it. You though. have to do it. Yeah. You, I mean, that's been my dream. Yeah. They forever. call. 
They call. You do it. You answer. <laughs> so I, I did a little more research on bees that morning. Yeah. Gave them a call. They said, hey, we're really excited. Um, we want to have you on on Tuesday. I, I didn't know. I was very nervous. Was this all like via Zoom then? This was over the phone. They said, we'll do a Skype test on Sunday. Okay. Um, then they started texting me different information and they were, we were going back and forth for a while, like talking about what we were going to talk about mm -hmm. on that day. Yep. And they sent me kind of like a list of possible questions they would ask, yeah. kind of like you did for yep. this interview. Um, and then Tuesday we woke up in the morning. I think like, I think we had to join the call at like 6.30 or something. Yeah. Maybe 7. And we sat there on the Skype. They did another camera test, had us all situated. The director talked to us a little bit. Then we got to watch the show over Skype. Yeah. An hour early because they film it live in New York. That's right. But obviously that's not yes. live here yep. for us. Um, we watched the whole show. And then it was really crazy, actually, because they were talking about us. They were like, next we'll have At Home with the Vernon family. And that was surreal. Yeah. Because Kelly Ripa was saying my name. <laughs> she was very excited. She oh, had I don't not, doubt it. No, she she was very excited to talk to a beekeeper. If you watch the episode, like, right in the intro, she's like, oh, you're kidding. A beekeeper's here to talk to us? I'm like, are you kidding? So good. You're here to talk to us? Like, that's crazy for me. Yeah. Why are you excited? I was, that was very <laughs> weird. Um, and then commercial happens. We have to watch the commercial. It's yeah. very interesting. All of a sudden, the music's playing. We're watching them. They say, okay, hi, Vernon family. How are you? It's, it was surreal. Now, I, did you have the experience where you kind of go into autopilot oh, a yeah. little bit? Oh, like, I fully blacked out. Yeah. Yeah. I've I don't remember that. it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you rewatch it then? We did because then. Oh, yeah, because it's on an hour later. Right. So then right after we went and watched it, I was like, how is that me on the TV yeah. talking to Ryan Seacrest? At one point, Kelly Ripa turns to Ryan and says, it's your long lost son. <laughs> that's mind blowing. Like that is, I still don't honestly believe that's real. That's pretty cool. I don't think I'll ever believe that's real. Oh, uh, it's cool. So did they ask any, I mean, like what kind of questions did they ask? I mean, just. They were like, asked similar questions to yeah. you and then also they wanted to talk about culinary. so i'm like ryan seacrest you here. are kind of like ryan seacrest <laughs> and then what else and then they wanted to know like culinary uses for honey because i think oh, they were okay. doing like kind of like a cooking segment oh sure and so i talked about my favorite honey snack which is honey on grilled cheese okay it's all right so phenomenal well you put it on the inside oh yeah I'm going to do this. You have to. I mean, I have eight-year-old kids. I mean, They'll like, love it. I love making grilled yeah. cheese. No, same. Yeah. Yeah. It's It just brings it up a notch. We just had grilled cheese this past weekend. Well, you should have <laughs> put mean, honey on it. I'm it's going to. It's great because it's obviously like the savory grilled cheese yeah. and the sweet honey. It's, it's Oh, beautiful. consider this done. Good. Um, our, our son, every time, now every time, you know, we have right. pizza in our house, you know, because of Great Plains. Right. It's, it's the same honey. idea. You got to have honey. It's the same idea. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I, but I'm I. I'm going to blow their mind. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I do a little fancy grilled cheese with like Gouda and like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But I think it'd be good with anything. Oh, that sounds amazing. It is. And Ryan Seacrest thought so too. Okay. And actually, that's the craziest part about the whole experience is that then people have been telling me that like their grandma now eats grilled cheese on or honey on her grilled cheese like every day. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, and then we were looking at the comment section on Facebook and someone shared a picture of their grilled cheese honey or that's, honey grilled cheese, yeah. whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, yeah. But you could really mix it up here a little oh, bit yeah. with the with the types of cheese that you pick. The bread. Also the type of bread. Exactly. The type of honey. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have all sorts of options. It's endless. I'm going to blow my kid's Ryan mind. Ryan Seacrest said it's a good idea. So. Uh, it, this this will Seacrest. happen. So good. I'm telling you it will happen. If, you know, I'm going to have a lot of takeaways from this episode. <laughs> that one might be the longest living takeaway, though, that I have. Good. It will have good. long legs. Good. Uh, well, Jason, that's the end. No. We made it. I know. I know. Wow, that goes by fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Every episode. I, I, I feel like a, a broken record in, in that I feel like I end every episode with talking about how fast it it's goes. So, so fast. I need to probably break this that was habit. Fun. But um, next time we do this, I'll take you to the beehive. Oh yeah. I'll have you suit up. We'll go inside. Yeah. That'll be fun. Jason, you don't want to get my mind working on this, okay? Because this is gonna happen. You're you're a junior. Yeah. No, you have to experience it. I think I will. Everyone has to go to because a lot of people are scared of bees. Yeah. But if you go there once, suited up, I mean that takes the fear away. There's going to be people who are watching or listening to this that are going to hold me to this. Good. So Good. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my list. We're going to make this happen. Awesome. So I'm excited. So we're going to record it, and it's going to be great. Cool. Well, thank you for being on this episode of the Amazing Education Podcast. Everyone who is listening or watching, I guarantee that you have already loved this episode. <laughs> so please tell other people about it. Get other people to watch this episode. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and listen to all of our other episodes. So Jason, thank you again. Thank you.